And we're back. It's the Rocky and Sage podcast. Yay. Yeah, I know. Who can't get enough of that? <laughs> How's it going, Rocco? Good. How are you? Good. Why are we asking each other this? Uh, I think We've it's been what together you, all day. <laughs> I think it's what you do in a podcast. Oh, oh. It's like what you do. Like you always do that on, like if you're on the radio or what. How you doing today, Bob? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Today's a real shit sandwich, yeah. Stan. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Let me tell you all about doing it. a goddamn podcast on Sunday afternoon because <laughs> my life is so weird. Yeah, I know. So that is the weird thing about, like, I think of all the things I do, the thing I'm enjoying, I love this, I love the medium of podcasting because, A, there's very little to no editing. So that's awesome for me. <laughs> no prep, yeah, no, no editing, pre- no right, entertainment. Right. And, and, and B, you talk about things that interest you. Right. Like it's a... And you just hope they interest someone else. And if they don't, that, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Right. That's the beauty of it. Like if, if anything else, like you get to talk about something that interests you. There you go. And that makes podcasting You get to listen awesome. to yourself talk. Well, you're here. I get to listen to you. That's true. So that's good. We can validate like, each other. I think you could have your own podcast by yourself. Sure. But that's, yeah, I think people probably do that. Of course. But I find it interesting to talk to somebody else, like because then it requires the other person to think of something. They have to like, because they're being recorded, they have to be like, yeah, I, I better say something semi-thoughtful. So you're saying that if we we should probably just take a microphone everywhere for all our conversations. I think it takes it up a uh, level. Yeah. <laughs> because if not, you could be like, ah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know the answer to that question. Right. But you can't when you're on a recording, you're like, I better come up with something to I'm say. Start bullshitting right now. Yeah, if nothing else, make yeah, something yeah. up. Right. So I thought we were we'd talk about school. I love that. Let's make up stuff about school. Yeah, because we have a fifth grader. We do. So we're experts. We know everything about parenting and school. That's true. We, uh, that is true. By having one child. We're geniuses. We are, we're geniuses. That's right. You know, I think about that as a writer. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, I should be a mommy blogger, you know? Yeah. Get out there and talk about life with one kid. And I'm like, nobody cares about what anyone with one kid thinks. Like you, like all the best mommy bloggers have like yeah. four or five kids. And they're, you know, doing things with corn husks and organic whatevers. And Some, yeah, sometimes I think Christian. they've had kids just to give themselves topics. <laughs> just keep the kids Like, there's a, there's a video blog out. That, like, the... What is it? Those That family... Uh, oh, the Funnel Vision The people? Funnel Vision. They just had another kid. They just keep having kids. I'm convinced they needed another kid to let that show go on another yeah, 10 years. Yeah, they're just adding to the cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, they got to be millionaires, yeah. right? Right. And so, yeah, let's just have another kid. Yeah, I think the mommy bloggers probably had a bunch of kids, and they were like, mm. I sure could use some extra income. Yeah, I suppose that's true, <laughs> I'm going to write about this clan of kids I got. And yeah. then probably other people with tons of kids saw that, and they're like, damn, I got things to say about kids. Yeah. Next thing you know, everybody online who blogs, and his mother has at least three. Having, a, having multiple kids is great because you can talk about different points in child development. 
all at once. Sure. Because you can be like, oh, well, I have a three-year-old, a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 12-year-old. Right, and you get this amazing long view because you can be like, whoa, when the 12-year-old was three. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can so just project good. out and, and you chill out. And, you know, us people with the one kid were obsessive. And we had one kid, like a little science experiment, and we're just like trying to make everything perfect for the one kid. Right. And, uh, yeah, that has some drawbacks. It's also awesome. Yeah, well... I think that the other people, I think, aren't only children, families on the rise. Yeah, yeah. I think people don't yeah. have money and time for... Yeah, so I would think that by having an only child, a podcast or a vlog or a blog with one child would be interesting for single children households. That's true. Someone will do that. Because the four-child household yeah. is different. True. It's definitely... I mean, I. it's definitely different. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly different. Undoubtedly different. Yeah, I mean, you just... You, but those are the people with the best parenting advice, I guess is my point. Nobody really wants parenting advice from someone yeah, with one I kid. Yeah, I suppose so. Because they don't know shit. You don't know yeah. Jack. Yeah, I suppose that's true. But then ultimately nobody really does. Well, and then, like... And these books, you know, we read these books when he was young. We? Kimasabi? I think I might have skimmed a book. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> I never liked the books. I probably never did read a book. There was probably a book about, like, being a dad. I think somebody yeah, gave me. Yeah, that's right. I, I do remember you reading the dad book. Yeah, and I stopped. Yeah. You're like, I got it. <laughs> nah, it wasn't that. Like... It's too dynamic. A kid is too dynamic. Too many variables. To write a book about it. Right. To write a definitive source of information. Yeah. Yeah. They're too... Like, they're they're not a machine. They're not, like, one of four variables. No, they're super snowflakey. Yeah. And so, the book may work. Right. If you have that kid. Sure. But I would, I would imagine... That the vast majority of people, the book maybe works a little bit. Right. If I could go back and do it again, I would definitely not read any of the books. Really? Well, you know, I'd read the child development books because those were interesting, or the brain mm. development. I'd read the sciencey ones. The sciencey ones. But the like how to train them up ones, not so much. <sighs> yeah. I just kind of trust my gut, which is what I think you do after about two or three of them. Yeah, you, you just like forget of, it. I don't yeah, have time. Like, that stuff is crap. I'm just gonna do what I want. Which is an interesting segue into school. Okay, yes. Because they're kind of doing that, schools. Sure. Like, they're like, well, at this age, this, this human should be doing this. And you can see clearly he's not. Sure. So we now have a problem. <laughs> and it's like that for most people. Sure. I bet a third of, the, of a class, at best are riding right where the class should be. Wouldn't you say? Oh, like a third of them are just sort of on point. On point. And like now look at let's not. look at Sally. No, See? I think it's probably way more, it's probably two thirds and a third or not. That would be really sure. Really? Yeah. You feel two thirds of a school classroom mm -hmm. are doing fine. Yes. Really? I think that yes. I think so. I but I think a third is still a large amount of kids. Not doing I suppose so. what they're supposed to. 
Well... That would mean out of nine kids that three of them would be like... Yeah. That seems right. I suppose so. But... So in Indy's class, there are basically 12 of them. 12. So a third wrong would be four. four of them are flopping around like fish. I feel like it's higher than that. I mean... Yeah. Like, I would say all the kids have a part that they are good at. Oh, oh. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you're always going to hear negative information because that's just sort of what schools do. So they point out where you're not doing as well. That's like their whole job is to so tell you what you're not doing Is well that what it is? It. Yeah, it brings, you got to bring everybody's defaults to the average. That's what I think the whole premise of school is. Like, if you're good at something, then that's, you just ignore that. You're like, oh, good, you're good at something, and you ignore that. We can that move on so from We can that. move on. And then if you fall behind or a little below, then they just spend all their energy trying to drag that up to center. Yeah. And move you along in the stream of bodies. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like there was probably a time in America where that, if we all did the same work, you know? Yeah. Then that would be awesome. Right. You'd be like, look. Or even the two tracks that we used to do. You know, the white collar, the blue collar. Oh, okay. That would be good, too. Right. Yeah. You'd be like, you're either going to be in an office or you're going to be doing manual labor. But it's just not like that anymore. Yeah. You could become a professional podcaster. Right. Well, this is why all you hear about is STEM. It's because... What is that? Um, science, technology, engineering, and math, because ah. they realize that the machines are coming, right? That, like, mm. everything's going to be automated, so we need all the kids. We're actually sort of streamlining them all into, I don't know, not white, I guess white collar sort of... To be able to repair the machines? Techie jobs. Is that what we're doing? Programming them. I think that's the fear, is that that's going to be mostly what society, you know, that that's, I think, our, our vision for training. We're all going to become Wally? Training the kids for the future. Wow. That's great. Yeah, no, I don't know. That's fascinating. I'm making that up, but it sounds about right. We just have to... we got to stem them up. Be ready to talk to the machines. Someone said, and I can't remember who... They said that humans are the sex glands of the robots or the machines. <laughs> that we are, we are, they need us to procreate so that they can keep evolving mm. until, 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 and then they're done. Interesting. And then the singularity will happen. And at that point, they won't need us anymore. Oh, wow. Cool. And then, it's anybody's guess. I mean, you look what humans have done to inferior species. Yeah, right. And if we're any example... They'll get us in zoos, protect us. Yeah, we'll have, like, they'll be like, well, we need about 100,000 of them. But clearly not 7 billion. Let's no. not get ridiculous. Ugh, no. 7 billion is not ne needed. They don't, we don't have the habitat for that. No, we don't have the habitat or the money. Why? Why do we need 7 billion of them? I watched a video yesterday about how they're trying to eradicate certain kinds of mosquitoes, the ones that carry malaria and yellow 
beaver. Yeah, that's the one animal I wouldn't mind going extinct, although I'm sure something eats them and needs them and all that. Different scientists, I guess, have theorized. They don't know. Right. They don't know what would happen if all the mosquitoes were gone. But they're pretty confident that getting rid of the kinds that carry malaria is not going to be a problem. Really? Yeah, so they're working on that. Oh, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> so, at any rate, I think that, like, school is at a, at a very difficult position in its evolution. Juncture, yeah. Because... I, I think wasn't school primarily, didn't it come up during like the Industrial Revolution? That's what Sir Ken Robinson tells me in his TEDx talks. Really? Yeah. Sir Ken Robinson, he has a cool TEDx yeah, yeah, about yeah. school. Yeah, he did that, they did that RSA animate over his, his big one. You yeah. It's so, awesome. That is awesome. So that makes sense. It does. That there was this, this mass production era. Mm-hmm. And we needed people to mass produce. Right. And creating a mass production school system was ideal for that. Yeah. And everybody worked in the car manufacturing places. Yeah. And they were good jobs. And it worked out pretty good. Yeah. But now, like... Like I do, you you do hear like people are you know you'll hear President Obama say, well we you know our scores are behind in math and science, right? And we need to get our scores up in math and science. But clearly, not everyone's going to be a mathematician or a scientist. True, but you just got to bring up the bottom, I guess. You got to bring everyone up. I guess yeah. in math and science. Yeah. Why does nobody talk about reading? Like, does that ever come up? Like, well, the reading scores are down. I guess we can all read. I don't know. We're reading good enough. Reading's not important. Things are going to be read to us. I don't know. That's a good question. I think we do okay on reading. Is what I think. Is that right? So we don't need to worry about it. Right. Right. Don't Told worry. You, that's how that works. Not even a attaboy. Like, no. yay, most of you guys can read. A miracle. We're Which, incidentally, like, I don't think is true. Like, you look at inner readers. city reading scores. I think it's... Deplorable. Probably. Like, you know, I don't have them off the top of my head. So, but, so, so, like, what do you do? Like, should we be segmenting our schools based on, like, what we think a person's going to be? Right, like, like the Russians? Yeah, like the Russians. Like, so, you look like a blue-collar worker. I mean, clearly your dad was a blue-collar worker. He, you know, he... He That's an American. At, We're not going to do so that. So we can't do that. Thank heavens. That would be awful. That would be silly. <laughs> We'd label our kids enough as it is. Yeah. But I think everybody gets labeled what they're bad at. That's what the problem with school is. Yeah. That, oh, Timmy can't do X. Yeah. And so that's a problem. So we need to really figure out why he can't do X. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, who gives a crap if he can do X? I mean, I guess there should be some base things. Sure. Like, can you read? You should be able to read mm-hmm. and write. Sure. You should be able to multiply. Divide. I guess. Add. 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 I guess. Basic numbers. Sure. 
If I had to, if I have to add a three-digit number or greater with another three-digit number or greater, I'm pulling out the calculator. Sure. I mean, it's right on my phone. Yeah. I have my calculator. It's much easier than my pencil. Sure. That I don't know where it is anymore. I don't carry around a pencil. <laughs> what am I going to do? Right. What am I going to do? Like, well, let me find a pencil because I wouldn't want to, you know, deprive my brain of this stimulating activity of adding some numbers together. Yeah. But I guess what? Like, we need to know in case there's like a like a holocaust <laughs> and like like we have to MacGyver edition again. Well, no, I'm, I'm guessing that like we expose these kids to all these different things and then they're supposed to choose what interests them like so that would be awesome i mean because you can't just stop exposing a kid to math in fifth grade and be like eh, you don't seem to like it i mean what he could really get into it potentially but is he ever going to get into it by being told how bad he is at it no no that kid no never Mm -mm. i mean by telling somebody you're bad at it and you better practice it more yeah Never has made a mathematician. No. I don't think. I mean, pretty rare. No. Yeah. I don't think drilling people in things, like doing drills. Although that works in sports. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe Yeah, but just, they like, willingly do it. Hammer Nobody has forced those people to, to dribble soccer balls 10 hours a day. That's true. They yeah. could stop at any time. Good point. I mean, drilling anything. Drilling- they could stop doing the math worksheets, too. But there's typically more consequences there. It was easy for me to practice six to eight hours a day in college for my cello. Yeah. Because I wanted to get better. Right. But it wasn't for the good of society. Right. It wasn't because somebody told me I had to. Right. In fact, my teacher told me I was practicing too much. That lady. I know. So. What are we talking about? School. And what about it? I don't know. It's just the topic of school. <laughs> Do you love it? Do you love it or what? Is it the greatest thing since sliced bread? No, I'm. I'm I would unschool my kid. That's how much I love it. So I, what um, do you mean? I unlove it. You unlove school. I do. Why is that? <sighs> um, it's just a system that has no time for individuals, and I'm I'm a parent with one child who's obsessed. Mm. with doing like mm. tailoring activities specifically to my little angel mm. so being that probably as hungry right now yeah he's staring at me right now yeah so that makes any sort of systemized learning just less than ideal for me in my presence is there an added a, <laughs> is there an added complexity to being an only child family like if you uh, had four children you'd an be added like added privilege you like mean? you're but you still see many homeschoolers well at least christians Homeschooling, Tons hordes of kids. of kids. Sure, sure. True. So it's not like they're like, oh, thank God, somebody else will do that bull crap. Yeah. They're still feeling that it's not meeting their their needs. Yeah. But is that is this just like a product of our generation? This homeschooling, where everything has to be about junior, and junior's so special and entitled. And lovely magic snowflake that only you and your family could possibly craft the most amazing education for junior. When in fact, like what the child really needs is just to be part of something bigger than himself and his family. Mm. You know. So that's always interesting because, like, I don't know if we are the helicopter parent generation or the one before us or something. But that's a thing where you're always there asking what's going on, what's happening. Right. And I've 
have a theory that those things happen, like we're driven to do those things because almost like there is a, 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 a force within society. It's a cultural evolution. Yes. That is like, what's going on? Why are we doing this? Why is this happening? Right. Because it's not just about, well, he's going to go through 12 years of that and then he'll go to the Chrysler plant. Right, right. So we're thinking differently about life, and so we're thinking differently about education, and then we're seeing that it's coming up short, and so then we're taking our precious juniors back home to yeah. do what we think Yeah, or micromanaging done. our teachers. Right. And maybe. I mean, we yeah, could just know. be, I guess we could just be paranoid and anxious people, but I think it's, I think it's bigger than that because... Society is so the, the 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 world that you're heading out into mm-hmm. is completely fragmented. Yeah. That a curriculum almost can't prepare you for. Well, that's a good point. Like all the traditional systems that we're used to are sort of unraveling. Yeah. And so you know, schooling is still a very traditional system. Like all of them, all the versions. Have you ever noticed that? Like Waldorf and Montessori and all the parochial schools and the public schools, like they all started at the same time. Like they were why all did, late that? 1800s manifestations. Wow, why is that? I don't know. But well, that's just when school was born. And so that there was... were all these different versions. But like. Huh. But I, there aren't a lot of, like, sort of... I mean, we have online schools now, but it's not like someone has just come up with a new education system that I know of. Maybe well, yeah. someone has. Well, they're trying with these charter schools. Yeah, but they're but just adapting what's there. They're not changing anything drastically. Not really. I mean, that unschooling thing has got to be a newer movement, Yeah, that's, right? that interests me because... And homeschooling, too, because it is just sort of like, well... The systems are falling apart. We don't know what the new systems look like. So we're just going to kind of tailor education towards what this kid likes and what this kid wants. And he can hopefully find his place then out in the world. Yeah. Somehow, somewhere. So, but I do think the STEM thing is like in anticipation of future systems that require more science and engineering and math. So STEM, but I don't know. like we have a STEM school, right? Here in Akron. We do. And... And that's something I really don't know much about. I but have no idea what goes on there. Yeah, but science and... Ed- science, technology, engineering, and math. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're doing all that, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. I guess, like, the point of school was to prepare you to enter into society. Right, to be a productive member of society and some faculty. But now I feel like it's to prepare you to go to college. Oh yeah, I don't know when it became that. That's kind of annoying though. And we all have to go now. That I that I just don't understand that at all. We all have to go pay 10 to 20 to 50 to 60,000 dollars a year. Yeah. To to learn what? To I don't even know. Become a communications major? That's the worst. Like, I mean, it makes sense if you're going to be a doctor or an engineer yeah. like you, or a nurse. Like, you go fast track into a program that goes to a job. It makes sense. But, like, the idea of getting a liberal arts education because you're a rich person who's going to be a thinker, that's just, that is over. It's over. That is over. It makes no yeah. sense. 
I mean, I think it would it'd be great if we could all do that. I mean, I loved my liberal arts education. Oh, sure. It was but cool. It was awesome. But, like, it's the cost of it is just so, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Even back then, it was $15,000 a year. I know. I can't believe my parents paid for that shit. So, yeah. And it so did nothing. I mean, uh, barely. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It did nothing to prepare me for life itself. Right. Well, you know, it did, I don't know. It was great for my mind, I guess. Sure. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying it's not valuable, but. For sure. I don't think everyone needs it. Yeah. And I don't think it needs to be $60,000 a year either. That's for, yeah. that's for fuck's sake. Jesus. I was on Facebook. I came across some thread of parents like, oh, well, my kid has submitted three applications to colleges and he wants to submit one more. I'd like to hear where you guys went to school and what you think. And it all revolved around, well, if you go to this school, those kids make six figures coming out. Weird. Which I can't believe, A. I don't know. What was that? I don't even know. Something in Colorado or something? Huh. And so, but it just felt so dirty to me because (laughs) I'm like... It's a gritty conversation. Because, so you're saying it's just to make the most amount of money? I guess. Which is totally cool, but then why aren't you like some sort of corporate banker? Like, or, I mean, I just feel like we are in this weird era where people don't even know what they want. And so we're just blindly going down these paths of, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what my kid's going to become. I don't know what the world is going to be like in 10 years. And yeah, so... There's been a lot Divide of Divide fractions. Yeah. There's been a lot of change yeah. in the last 20 years. And there'll be so, many, so much more change in the next 20 years, which is why it just becomes nearly impossible to know what the hell to do. Which leads you then to what I think school should be, is to be able to adapt to change. Yeah. That you don't learn... You shouldn't learn doesn't matter what you learn you just have to know how to adapt right and learn and learn like we need to every every programmer that i've ever known that went to school for programming said that the languages they learned in college were not the languages they they work in now yeah but they learned a language and it enabled them to learn other languages right they learned how to learn coding yes and I'm not sure we are developing people in this country that are learning how to adapt and be creative and innovative. Right. They're like... Learning I think, to take tests? <laughs> yeah, they're learning to take tests. And I think they're like, they have this... This idea, well, I mean, there's, there's, got, there's got to be sections of society that are just like, I'm going to be an engineer, or I'm going to be an accountant. And all these people lose their jobs. They all, everybody's losing their job. Yeah. Like, you know, they can get another one, but like, then they have to adapt that way. And then I think they do. Sure. 
But but how much less adaptable are the homeschool kids where everything's tailored around them all the time? Like that certainly doesn't mm. seem to be a recipe for adaptation, right? That yeah, maybe you created this cocoon of perfection. <clears throat> or that you know, they're always doing what they want, they're always following what they're interested in and then they get out in the world and they just have to do what they're told. I don't know. I suppose that could be. Could be. But the optimistic side of that is that they are fr- they feel free. Right, they're creative. They're creative. They're like, oh man, I can do whatever I want. True. I can put whatever I want together. So true. It's hard to know. I guess maybe it would depend on the, the homeschooling that you've got, the kid that you are, the parents yeah. you are. So oh, many variables. So many variables. So hard. So what do you think our kid needs? Well, that's interesting. Like, he... He's taking off his headphones. What he wants does to hear he this? mean? Yes. I, I do feel that, like, one of the th- things that's useful for him is the relationships. And I feel like the kids that he has around him right now are really positive. Yeah. He likes stability, too, like a stable community. Yeah. He doesn't like to mix it up. Right. <laughs> he likes he likes feeling feeling secure. He doesn't like new. He doesn't care for new. And I feel like actually that if we were to mix things up too much, he would fall deeper into that. Sure. Like I have a theory that if you let the kid be who he is, he'll feel comfortable enough that he'll be like, "Oh yeah." I, I feel good enough. I, like pushing somebody out of a nest, you know, when they're not ready to fly, it's got to be yeah, it's psychological de- torture. It's deadly. You're going to be tormented by that the rest of your life as yeah, a bird, sure. I think. <laughs> so I guess there's that. Yeah. But then the opposite side of it is The, the, it's just, I, I think school is a negative reinforcement place. I think it would be interesting to see a place that was, that didn't use that kind of motivation. Yeah. It would, it, I would love to know like how to even do that. Like I'm not, I feel like somehow we've managed to do that in our family, but it almost feels like more. Like, it's almost just possible because of who Indiana is. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like... I don't know how we managed to become a family that doesn't have a lot of negative reinforcement built baked in, but we don't. Yeah. Well, you know what? Know all dog just... training is like that today. That's true. Like, that's... It's all positive reinforcement. Huh. So maybe we need dog treats in school. Clickers! I wonder. <gasps> Clickers, <gasps> maybe. Clicker training! Yeah, like, Click. that's how we train our dogs. That's true. But that's not how we train our kids. No. Why is that? That's weird. Because dog training has evolved. Maybe kids aren't that simple. Maybe. But we seem to do it in our in our house. That's true. Huh. And that's what it comes down to for me. Like, I hate conflicting values like that. Yeah. You know? Like, I send Indy out into the world, and because we don't yell at him, we don't raise our voice, and we manage to, you know, maintain order and have an interesting household and great conversations without ever resorting to anything negative. Right. Then he goes out in the world, and 
someone is like directive and yelling at him and then they're like oh he's so sensitive and i'm like no you're an ass yeah you know he's not sensitive he's just he just hasn't grown up around people who are asses right. like why do, you know why does this why is that why do i have to deal you know why do i have to break someone's spirit yeah. so they can handle assholes like yeah. why is that a thing yeah because we're gonna because we're gonna run into them in the future that's what their knee-jerk response is but that's but you'd never have to work with them right. you don't have to deal with that that's true so but yeah it's still it's like it's back to that lowest common denominator again you know it's back to like well we this is how we do it because this is how the world is instead of just trying to make the world a better place. Right, right. We do negative reinforcement because that's what you're going to get out there in the yeah, world, you know? Yeah. We tell you what you're doing wrong because that's what's going to matter when you're out in the world. We punish right. you for failing because failing is bad out in the world. It's like, ugh. Right. It's exhausting. I feel like that's where school evolved and it stopped. Yeah. 1850. It stopped. The methodology we're using, the most innovative methodology in Northeast Ohio, was built in the 1850s. Was it 1850s? I don't know. Waldorf, when yeah, was it? It was later than that. Okay. Before 1900? Can we agree on that? Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. I am okay. so sorry. You're right. It is bleeding edge. Or maybe it was World War One. Well, let's oh, find out. I can't remember now. I should yeah. know this. But yeah, yeah. I think your point has been made. You know what I'm saying? Made. I think your point has been made. That... And to the point where it is, I mean, we adhere to it to the T in that format. It hasn't evolved. 1919. Okay. So this came across in 1919? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was developed in 1919. That was the first class. Okay. And it has... Pretty much been the same for the last hundred years. Yeah. And nothing else has? Well, all the schools have, but well, nothing yeah. else. Yeah. The Model T doesn't exist. The Ford of 1919 is not the Ford of today. I mean, commercial air flight, the internet. But yet we're like, no, 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 no. This is the way you teach a kid. Yeah. It can't be right. Well, that know, we can't don't, be right. We don't put dunce hats on them anymore or beat them in class, Well, did they ever do that then do. in Waldorf? Oh, not in Waldorf, but just in public school. We used to, like, you know, there used to be so, paddles and beatings. Well, I have to say... Hats. I sat in a purple box once for talking really? too much. Really? Yeah. I do have to say that public school at least has adopted new technology. Yeah, but not but well. Not, but not well. No. That's yeah. Just, just applying it. it to the old yeah. systems. So... I, I gotta believe that well maybe we don't have the answer clearly it can't possibly be right <laughs> that everything else has changed yeah but school hasn't and that's the way it's supposed to be. So what's going to happen? Like this is we're at the we're in the muddle in the middle, right? We are. Well, Something's yeah. going to come out the, of this. The Are we just going to all start unschooling our kids again? Well, online schooling demass learning baby. I think the smartest people will because most people won't be able to. I mean, everybody has double careers. It's a, you know, if you're married, 
The yeah. husband and wife are both working. Nobody has time right. to individually educate their child. And so... There will be a, gr- a continued separation. You know, the middle class will continue to erode, and the poor and the rich will become more extremes. Because. Like in schooling as well, you think? I think so. Yeah, they'll just go to. Like, they'll just go to these public schools that get less and less funding, and the, the poor people that don't care about school as much will keep going to them. And uh, I, I just find it shocking that no one has brought anything <laughs> to education since 1919. Yeah, not much. I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. I really? I mean, I don't know. Some it just of the methodology seem... must have changed somewhere. Maybe. Well, not in our school. No. So, at any rate, I think that we have to look at the fact that that schooling has not kept up with the changes of society. Right. I mean, that can't be... That's undeniable, right? Right. And if it hasn't keep, kept up with the changes of society, it's not serving our society as well as it could. Right. I guess that's, that's. I guess we have to wait and see. Is that a wait and see? How could it be that something that was made in 1919 serves people in 2015 or 2016 perfectly well? I don't know. That's impossible. It's not. Think of all the Greek mathematicians that, like, thousands of years ago, figured out math. Well, they still. Today, but we built upon it. Right. We just discovered gravitational waves. Greek mathematicians, even if they theorized math gravitational waves, which they didn't, I mean, that was an Einstein thing. Yeah. Well, there you go. The 40s. He theorized that it must exist. But we just discovered it with huge, like, amazing... But, th- but Einstein's great example, like his theory is old and we're still working with it. It's still bearing out. So older things can maintain their value over time. To I some suppose degree. so. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. It's just a case by case thing with these kids, I guess. Yeah. Well, I like what I saw, what you're telling me about school, homeschooling in New York City. That's really cool. So these people in the homeschooling, what is it, the New York City homeschooling group or something? Yeah. They'll, what do they do? They put out a course? Yeah, they'll just, they'll, they'll just advertise whatever course is being offered, you know, in the next couple weeks, like um, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. I just got notification that they can be part of a forensic crime lab study. And they're going to do, like, DNA testing. They're just, like, renting out some lab. Really? Yeah. So it's a it's run by parents, probably? I, I don't even know, like, who arranges all these amazing things. I would assume parents. 
you told me a week or two ago some Emmy Award winning guy was going to do an animation class. Yeah, computer animator. He wanted kids to bring their drawings and their ideas for comics, and they were going to bring all that stuff to life. And that was for kids Indy's age. That's where it's at. Yeah, isn't it, though? Because the classes are available... Right. And you, there's just all these individual classes. Right. So you're like doing whatever your curriculum stuff is at home. Like yeah. Like fractions. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you're, you're into. Whatever they have to pass the test at. Right. right. You're just like, eh, well, we'll do a little fractions because that's going to be on the test. But then everything else is like, you know, driven by, I don't know, this amazing listserv. It's really yeah. helpful. Yeah. And like, I think New York City has innovative people and a ton of people. Yes. So you get that. Right. Like our homeschooling people in our area the are like homeschool group bowling. Is a little sad, yeah. But. You can go to the metro parks. Yeah, maybe the metro parks. But there's no reason why you couldn't organize with a local scientist. I mean, right. we have like GE is right up the street. There's, they're making freaking light bulbs of the future. That's right, I heard. There's no reason why we couldn't put together a class of homeschoolers on... Just time and exhaustion, you know. I think that's what's great about the bigger group is that, you know, you only have to do the GE light bulb class, you know. But that's what you would do. Like, right. But, you know. And you would maybe pay them. You would be like, all right, homeschoolers, we're putting together this, like, you know... Uh, a, a, the history of the light bulb class taught by scientist XYZ. Yeah. And it's going to cost you $25. And, you know, like. And then you hope people sign up. Yeah, you hope Don't people even sign get up. Me started. Right. <laughs> but people might sign up. They might. So I feel like. I feel like New York City's on to something. Yeah, for sure. And. They do have all those people, though, which is helpful. Yeah. So I think we just, I think what's important for school right now is you question it, which public school does not like. Most school doesn't like. No. Don't question it. Trust us. Right. And that's fundamentally wrong. It's dogmatic. Dogmatic. It becomes a religion. Right. And that's not, that's not helping our kids. Critical thinking is really what matters. Critical thinking. We got to figure out critical thinking. And I don't think schools teach that. It's hard, evidently, to teach. <laughs> it's not a priority. No. It wasn't in my... It's too nuanced and subtle. And, yeah. And it doesn't, you know, critical... To teach kids how to think critically and question things does not make for an orderly classroom, typically. Right. Why are you smacking gum in that microphone, mister? <laughs> All right, Indiana's bored with our awesome conversation. He wrote the word dunce on his head, though. Why did you do that? exactly why we're having this conversation. Why did you write that? Why did you write dunce on your head? Because it was the topic. It was the topic. The topic was dunce? Yeah, well. Oh, dunce caps. I was. That's the new one with a sticky note. Oh, now you can use a You can just a post-it note. You don't need a whole cap anymore. Interesting. You could just use a sticky note. Do you have anything in your class like that? Does anyone ever have to do that? Oh, no. good. See, we've, we're evolved. There you go. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, I got nothing else. You no. got anything else? No, that's enough. All right. Well, that's good. It's always fun talking to you. Yeah. Uh, no purple you don't boxes. have a purple box? That's no. pretty good. That's good news. 
Halls. Hallways, yes. There's always You the do have to go out in the hall. And how does that make you feel? You love it? You feel super smart out in the hall by yourself? How does it make you feel? Embarrassed? Yeah, no. Ashamed? Yeah. Sad? No. Not sad. Do you go out in the hall much? No. Okay. Well, that's nice. Once this year. Once this year. Oh, oh, that's, that's pretty good. good. But, uh, yeah, it's punitive. Get out in the hall. You didn't do your homework. Stay in at recess. Stay in your own. Yeah. I'm so, disappointed in you. You didn't do well in the spelling test. Right. What are you going to do? That's, that's how Welcome to... American schooling, 1919. <laughs> All right, everybody, that was awesome. Thanks, Rocky. I love you, and I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>